where nobody knows your name, is not filmed in front of a live studio audience. Hello and welcome to Where Nobody Knows Your Name, a Cheers podcast. I'm John. And I'm James. And uh, today we're going to be talking about episode 17 of season 3, The Mail Goes to Jail. That's right. It aired on the 7th of February 1985, directed by James Burroughs and written by David Lloyd. David Lloyd, obviously a, a sort of staple writer in the series. He's done some good ones so far. High expectations for today. Should we kick it off with the cold open, James? Larry is back. He asks Norm if he's impregnated Vera, which is very forward, I think, from Larry. All of the conversations around this topic only happen in the cold opens, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, they're always just, how's the baby making going, Norm? Eh, uh, leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're really just seeing how far they could take this thing when Norm clearly doesn't want to talk about it. But that's where the jokes from it come through. <laughs> he even says, I miss the good old days when people used to ask me things like, how are those Red Sox doing? Things like that. <laughs> And I agree with him. I, I miss those days where they ask, you know, <laughs> questions which aren't as personal as, so, you having a baby yet, Norm? It's a bit creepy. Norm does tell us that they've received some advice from, I don't know, the type of doctor, the type of doctor who specialises in this sort of thing. And they've given advice to Vera. What was the advice, James? What was the advice? Yeah. yeah. Uh, they told Vera to sprinkle rhino horn on his cereal. Why not? Some sort um, of advice. And they they asked they asked Norm, and does that help you with the virility or something like that? Again, just leave Norm alone. He's clearly <laughs> there just just to drink and occasionally say something, but mostly to drink. And he goes, not really, though. Occasionally, I want to charge a jeep. It's uh, it's an okay cold opening. It's just a bit weird. Uh, I, I think about like fifty percent of them are a bit weird. Though it's the opportunity to just do something <laughs> about there, isn't it? But it does set us up as we go into the main plot of this episode, and it's cold in Cheers, James. It's cold. Ooh, brisk. Everyone's shivering. Ooh. Everyone's got their coats on. Because it's cold. Yeah, yeah. It's only February. Yeah. Air date of this episode. I'm not sure we said it. 7th of February, 1985. Don't get me wrong. February's a cold month. A bit chilly. It's because the heaters are down and no one can fix it. That's what they think. No, it's true. No one can fix it. No (laughs) no one's coming. (laughs) The, uh, The repairman is delayed. Sam's out at the moment, so they're sort of waiting for him to come back to figure out what to do. Just a B-plot of sorts, yeah. This chill, this cold, is affecting one one patron of the bar, Cliff, who's come in halfway through his round of uh, posting deliveries, because he he can't take it anymore. He's too cold. He's got a blocked nose and everything, and they offer him whiskey, scotch. Cliff, we don't usually see you in here this early. Uh, I'm sick though, I am. Uh, must be coming down with something. So I get some coffee here before I finish my route. No, Cliff, a brandy. Let me get you a nice brandy. Oh, no, Coach, I hope I'm never that ill. As long as I'm carrying this bag, there's one thing that'll never touch these lips. You mean there's something that wants to? <laughs> Alcohol. I'm on duty, Carla. Just a coffee, please, Coach. I can do better than that for you, Cliffy. Will somebody go upstairs to Melville's, please? And get this man a bowl of hot soup. It sounds like some good soup from upstairs. It would be a fish soup, would it? I don't know if they say. Well, imagine it is. Back in my country, we have a fish soup. Does that have a name? Cullen Skink. Cullen Skink is made of smoked haddock, potatoes and onions. Sounds more like a pie than a soup. It's a thick Scottish soup, similar to a chowder. 
you could argue. I tell you what, you play your cards right, James. That might be the special at the end of the day. Oh. So was it a skull and skull and stink? Skull and skink. Oh. <laughs> so yeah, mm, Cliff, Cliff is fish soup. <laughs> Cliff is very sick, and he's got some fish soup, and uh, that's helping him start to feel a bit better. But he's still got some posters. Norm goes, well, some of these are on my boot. I'll, I'll take them for you. And Cliff tries to debate, but eventually gives in. I mean, what could go wrong? Well, we'll find out, James. We could. <laughs> yeah, we, we could and we will. Norm goes off with the post. Happy as Larry. Cliff's having a bowl of soup. Some time passes by and the police arrive. You said he's happy as Larry. Larry doesn't seem too happy <laughs> because <laughs> Cliff orders Larry to get him some soup. That's true. And also when I said the police arrive... I made it sound like a SWAT team. A police officer arrives. <laughs> we heard something about fish soup and some post. <laughs> but put the cool and skink down. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, officer. Uh, what's the trouble? You know what, Norm Peterson? Uh, yeah? Yeah, well, what is it? Uh, we have him down at the station. We've arrested him for mail theft. <laughs> no, 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 you know, you made a mistake there, officer. No, no, there's no mistake. We what? caught him red-handed messing with the mailboxes on your route. He had a uh, handful of letters. He said he was delivering them for you. <laughs> yeah, I asked him to. You asked him to? Ah. Well, uh, you're out of a job, fella. Well, uh, excuse me, officer, uh, you interrupted me before I finished. See, I asked him to quit following me. I mean, the guy, I had him pegged as a sociopath right away. You see, he's a frustrated mailman. Uh, we call it postal envy. Yeah, so, uh, so anything uh, serious going to happen in this near to well? Not serious enough. A mail theft? That's a crime. It's a, it's a federal crime. It can give you up to five years in prison. Did you know that, John? Oh, that, that seems quite severe for just taking some letters. But I guess, you know, mail theft is linked with identity theft. And that's what they yeah. think Norm's done. He stole some post. And he's trying to steal people's identity. So yeah, the police officer comes in and says that they found a Norm Peterson who's got Cliff's mail. They ask Cliff who knows about it, and Cliff, of fear of losing his job, uh, denies knowing Norm. <laughs> you're, you're exactly right, John. And I'll tell you what, I don't think courteous Cliff is being very courteous today. He sure isn't. He's sick, Cliff. I like to think in this journey, the thinking of Lewis, the fragrance thief. It's, it's kind of on the other foot here. Oh yeah, it's, it's exactly that, isn't it? Because Cliff felt compelled to do the, to, uh, he had to honour the badge, you know, and tell the truth. And then when it came down to it, and he was on the other line, he was lying through his teeth. Why don't we take a chance to have a look at the, the cast? We've already talked about Larry Harple's in there as Larry. And we've got one of Sam's women called Bambi, mm. played by Deborah or Debbie Richter. She also appeared in The Waltons, Beretta, one of John's favourites, Charlie's Angels, The Fall Guy, TJ Hooker, and the recurring role of Daryl Ann on Hill Street Blues. I do like some Beretta. It's a very good programme. You said there was a cop. Troy Evans played cop. He also <laughs> appeared in Hill Street Blues, Teen Wolf, as this is a fantastic name of a role, by the way. The name of his role in Teen Wolf was Dragon Basketball Coach. Whore. Uh, Hunter, Matlock, Dallas, Twin Peaks, Under Siege, Demolition Man, Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, Baywatch Nights, Home Improvement, Boy Meets World, Diagnosis Murder, 
Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, Becker, ER, where he played the recurring role of Officer Frank Martin, Veep, and Bosch, where he played the recurring role of Detective Johnson. Is Bosch uh, like a, a, a spin-off from MASH? No, it's just... <laughs> It's just, it's just about a guy sure? who's got the surname Bosch. Uh, There's a couple more, one of yeah. them being one of your favourites. Nick DeMauro as Customer. Oh, he, favorite, also appeared in, <laughs> he also appeared in Hill Street Blues, St. Elsewhere, TJ Hooker, Remington Steel, Moonlighting, Hunter, Knott's Landing, Married, With Children, Webster, The Golden Girls, Columbo, Matlock, ER, Vampire in Brooklyn, Betty White's Off Their Rockers, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and Ray Donovan. The other cast member in this episode was Al. When Sam returns back to the bar, he finds that the bar is frozen, basically. Uh, you mentioned that his, he's there with a, a date, coming back from a date from the slopes with Bambi, and he goes around to try and fix the ventilation systems. And Sam's level of fixing is, he opens it, sticks his head in and goes... Nah, I can't fix it. I tried everything I could. You showed a torch in there, and that usually works. They can send someone into the ventilation shafts to fix it, but they just need someone slim enough. And of course that means they're going to send Diane. It's interesting, though, because I believe Shelley Long was pregnant while this season was filmed. Do you think hiding her in the ventilation shaft for the majority of the episode was a way to hide that? I mean, yeah, probably. Could have been. <laughs> I should have kept her in there for half a season. <laughs> where, where's Diane? She's uh, she's in the tent. <laughs> Is it the the Simpsons episode where Grandpa gets stuck in like a ghost, as a ghost in a, a love test machine? Was that a Treehouse of Horror one, or was that? I think well, it must have been a Treehouse of Horror. I think I don't know if it was. Uh, it also reminds me of the bit of Friends where um, Chandler's in the box because there's yeah. just an ominous voice coming from somewhere. In the rest yeah, of- I remember that episode of The Simpsons. It was great. <laughs> Grandpa was a matchmaker as a, as a, I don't know what you call them. Love it's test all, it's one of those, yeah. And he matchmakes Mo with someone. Can Diane fix it? No. She gets stuck. And that, I think, That's I, a I, shame. I, I don't think she does get out. She's still there to this day. <laughs> no, I mean, like, <laughs> within the episode, I don't think she gets out. I <laughs> see. I thought you meant it was like, um, Crystal Maze. <laughs> <laughs> Where the, where the contestants are just left there for years. Um, that's why they had to stop the show. Just because the, because the body count built up. I don't think they do get her on in the episode. So that's the end of that B-plot. I mean, they, uh, Carla tries to sell uh, a kiss to her, and that's where Al's in it. And yeah. I think Sam has some Being conversation creepy. Sam flicks water at her. Sam flicks water at her. Carla tries to sell eggs to people to throw at Diane and he tries to Sam also tries to help out Diane and flirts with her a bit and then tries to kiss her and she bites his nose I'm like good on you Diane I do remember it now that's how it ends this is very much a cliff-centered episode that's why we don't see Diane Gal. and Cliffs has this moral dilemma. You know, a lot of this episode is about friendship and honour and employment. So he has this moral dilemma of what to do regarding Norm, who is now in jail. There's quite a lot in this sort of scenario, which is around identity as well. Because Cliff's kind of justification is that his identity is being a postman. And that's something you can't lose. I'll, I'll call my supervisor and explain the whole thing first thing in a month. Now! Oh, I know! I'll go explain the whole thing now. Well, 
I want you all to know that this is going to be the end for me. Yeah. I'll, I'll be a civilian, one of the crowd. There's a lot of things I'm going to miss, too. Free Musovich, the twine. <laughs> the open with care labels we used to stick in our flies at the Christmas party. You know what it kind of reminds me of? I don't know why. Well, I do know why, but it shouldn't. Uh, is, do you think when someone saw Norm outside delivering mail, they went, go to jail, go directly to jail, do not pass go, do not collect $200? Because that's what it reminded me of. Monopoly. <laughs> yeah, just jail. Jail for you. Because uh, in Monopoly, is you're not really doing anything wrong. You just land on a specific square. You land on a specific street. Go to jail. Yeah, that you just have to... You know, deal with the cards which are dealt to you in life. And I suppose that's what Norm's done, but he doesn't take it lightly. Very unfair for Norm. That's why when he's finally released, he sees Cliff and he charges at him. Which I think maybe a, a, bit, a, bit, a bit linked to that rhinoceros horn that was in his cereal. That tasty rhino horn. That's it. Mm. Forget the jeep, he saw Cliff and he was <laughs> stampede. Charging around the bar like that scene from uh, Jumanji. <laughs> Cliff's able to regain Norm's friendship. Because Cliff got a 30-day suspension because he had a clean record, as you said. But does he retain the friendship easily? Or does Cliff have to, you know, prove the friendship? He, do, he does have to prove it, but I'd say it's fairly easy. He just has to pretend to be a seal. He has to order Norm a beer while standing on a bar stool with his pants down and barking like a seal. Which leads us to the final line in the episode... It's when someone comes in and sees this display, this odd display on the other side of the bar, and says, let's not stay, there'll be a cover charge. <laughs> Implying that it's some kind of um, entertainment the bar is putting on. See, Cliff did that good a job. I guess you could say he's a, he's a real first-class guy. <laughs> no, he's not. That's the whole point of the episode. He's not, James. <laughs> Second-class. Unstamped. I think that's the bell for the uh, trivia there, James. We got some lovely mail today. Straight from jail. Freshly released. According to Cliff, how do chimps compare to humans when delivering the mail? 32% slower. And uh, the University of Michigan did that test uh, and study. Uh, They're 32% slower, but better at customer relations. Which, you know, makes sense with Cliff. When the police officer is talking to Cliff about Norm, Cliff says he's had him pegged as a sociopath right away. He's a frustrated mailman. What do uh, the postal service call these type of people? Postal envy. Yeah, that's right. I've got an interesting fact about um, a postal-related term in psychology. Yeah. Are you familiar with the term going postal? It refers to when someone is so stuck in a rut and bored in the job they're in that they start committing acts of violence. And it was used to refer to when uh, postal workers would lash out at people and commit violent acts. So it's called going postal. This this might fold into the idea that chimps have better customer service. The term refers to becoming extremely and uncontrollably angry, often to the point of violence and usually in a workplace environment. The expression derived from a series of incidents from 1986 onward in which USPS workers shot and killed managers, fellow workers and members of the police or general public. Oh, 
that's just what I wanted in this lighthearted podcast. <laughs> I didn't, you know, make up these. This, these are facts. These are historical facts. <laughs> okay. Well, that, that, that brings us nicely on to uh, my question. Um, Cliff says, Cliff describes what's in the envelopes to not. He describes it as three things. What, what are they? Disappointment. Rage. Shame. No, it was the dreams, hopes, and fears of a nation. I hadn't. I was along the right lines. It was abstract. Yeah, you, you got the idea, I think. But you went very negative, yeah. actually. It's probably off the back of uh, <laughs> what you've just been researching. Yeah. <laughs> if Cliff were to lose his job, what would he miss most about being a postman? Uh, the authority, the badge. The uniform. You would miss the free mucilage, the twine, the open with care labels we used to stick on our flies at the Christmas party. Uh, and these two, you got the uniform and the respect. Last round of drinks. Well, well, what were we thinking, James? I think Cullen Skink with a bit of rhino horn. D- dusted over the top. That sounds good to me. I think we'll we'll raise our Cullen Skinks to, let's say, the dreams, the hopes and the fears of a nation as Cliff stands up on a stool with his pants down, snap and lock on the seal. Thank you for listening to Where Nobody Knows Your Name.